The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The following program contains opinions expressed by The Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive, lighten up, candy ass. What? Oh my gosh. It's a radio show. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Initialize sequence. WDZRTV Worldwide. Welcome to the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. December 6th. I hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving dinner. I know I did. Michelle made the best turkey we have ever had in our lives. I'm I'm not kidding. I mean, it was on the grill. It was filled with beer and just completely covered with tinfoil and smoked. And oh my God, it was so good. Anyway, Dakota Rifle, lead investigator of Night Hunters Paranormal is going to be on with us tonight. That's going to be cool. And Part two of Scott Blake's interview with the Lizard Man. I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday weekend. We're able to spend a little time with family and friends. We're going to get through this. We will. Right now, I want to play one for you. We're going to slow it down a bit. Southern Superstitions by Pentogram. I'm going to dedicate that to uh, all my boys back in Arkansas. Miss you guys. I saw your face in the spirit glass. Framed by the black flames of your past I see the torture in your eyes Hey! 
was so cool. Let's do one more. Hot suede. Get what you came for. Dead Zone. WDZRDB. people are affected by the Para-X bug. I realize that it is something that will stay with me for the rest of my life and long into the afterlife as well. If you have the Para-X bug, there is hope. With a nightly visit to the Para-X website and intensive past life regression therapy, I can control it. Even with the Para-X bug, I can still lead an active life of radio show hosting? 
paranormal investigating, evidence checking, attending conferences, book writing, keeping up with the latest technology, and still keep my 40-hour-a-week day job. If you think that you have the Para-X bug or know someone who might, visit para-x.com. And remember, you are not alone. I am not alone. I. 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 I am not alone. The Para-X bug may cause the urge to chase shadow people, visit exotic haunted locations, adopt a pugwudgie, or spend all of your time trying to figure out the laws and principles of paranormal investigation. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Sudden visions of full-body apparitions or feeling the covers being pulled off you in the middle of the night by unseen hands may also be signs of exposure to the Para-X bug. The use of Para-X may be habit-forming and an overwhelming desire to provoke spirits may be a serious side effect. If these symptoms last more than four hours, you should quickly consult a trusted witch and have her cast a what-the-hell-are-you-thinking spell on you. If symptoms persist, please contact the Para-X Radio Network Homeland Security Team for further instructions. The Para-X bug may cause urges for late-night speaking with spirits and ghosts. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Overwhelming desire to try provoking a spirit may be a serious side effect. Those with Para-X bug effects lasting more than four hours should consult Para-X or see a professional. Sudden outbursts at the mention of orbs may be a sign of exposure to the Para-X bug. Use of Para-X may be habit-forming. Use caution when engaging in Para-X chat. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Okay, so I know our buddy Eric Ross, who is a collector of oddities, has a lizard man scale, an actual piece of you. That's, That's right. Yeah. So how how many how many people have a lizard man scale? I don't actually know because I haven't kept track. It's not a lot of people because what happened was for years, you know, people talked about you know preserving tattoos or saving tattoos in different ways and whatnot. And um, I guess I finally I, the idea bounced around in my head for quite a while, and then as I got close uh, in towards the end of 2018 and into 2019. Uh, I was getting like my legs were some of the largest untattooed portions of my my body and so I was getting these big sessions done and when you get tattooed of course part of the healing process is these skin flakes come off well the first sort of layer of them that come off often have the tattoo ink in them they're stained with it you know it's there so it actually kind of look and because I'm getting tattooed with scales they're actually coming off in a scale a fairly scale shape right Um, so I just thought it'd be funny I you know grabbed a couple of uh, glass microscope slides and pressed one in between rep and I said, ah, genuine lizard man scale. Mm-hmm. And then what would happen was after I'd get tattooed, when pieces came off that were particularly good ones, uh-huh. I, I saved them and I would press them. And I just started giving them away to friends like, here, yeah, you get a piece of me. Hey, you get a, a genuine lizard man scale. It, just, it was a funny, fun idea. Right. Um, but, you know, I... If I had set out to do it intentionally, I could have done a lot of them. <laughs> I probably only ever did a, a couple dozen, and I've still got, I think I still have a few left up in my office, I'm not sure. Yeah. But what happened is, like I said, I would, I would give them away to friends, and uh, well, I, I mailed one to a gallery that was doing found object collections and things like that, so uh-huh. spread them around. 
at least one of my friends has two of them because I I would forget, right? I gave I gave him I think I gave him <laughs> one of the very first ones, right? And then like years later, I was like, wait, did I ever give him one? I don't know. So I brought one with me because I knew I was going to see him give it. He's like, of course you gave me one. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and well, I forgot. Now you've got two. Uh. So I would I would estimate there's less than two dozen of them out in the wild, right? And uh, they're they're mostly in the in the hands of. Uh, friends and professional peers that I've worked with. Like if you, if you were doing, sh- if I did a show with you, you know, during that time, or you're somebody that I knew and worked with a lot, you probably ended up getting one. Yeah. So, so like for example, if some guy was gonna work with you and like make this kick-ass mask of you uh, to share with the world. That. I, I would probably have to go through my office and see if I can't find one of the remaining <laughs> ones that I know are up there somewhere and give it to them. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you if if you find an extra one, I'd love to have one. I because I, I saw Eric's and I was like, man, that is cool. I want one. <laughs> so. As people start to as as people start to display them and, and talk about them, like Eric has, I know more people people that. That's going to end up being the motivation to get tattooed more again, right? It'll be like, all right, well, I just have to retattoo a scale so that something will peel off. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's see. Gosh, man, there's just so much we could talk about, and we're already at like 30 minutes into this. So I know, I know, um, um, for everyone that's listen- listening, I'm not in the studio for the, this live broadcast. This is pre-recorded. Um and I know, Lee, I'm sorry, man, but it, this is this is going to be long. So Lee's probably going to have to chop this in half. <laughs> right. Um, but, God bless uh, the editors, man. It's, uh, they, they do the real work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just sit here and jabber, and they got to do all the work. But uh, it's, you know, and That's something that TV taught me very early on, which was make sure the editor likes you. Because yeah. it doesn't matter what footage you give them, they can make you look great or they can make you look stupid. Right. And I've had a lot of editors do a really good job of making me look great when I was actually acting stupid. So thank <laughs> you to everybody with the time and patience that does that job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so actually, I'm I'm gonna try to just kind of narrow some things down to cut down on the time, and then maybe we we can you know talk again some more at an, uh, another time. Um, so um okay so you've got some guinness book world records right Right. and so i I, uh i officially have one record because the whole thing about world records is right there are world records and then there are guinness world records now a, a world record ostensibly is just you know the biggest, best, fastest, whatever in the world, the, the, the actual record. Mm-hmm. A Guinness World Record is a record that Guinness has certified. Oh, and okay. so then therein lies the difference. Like, there's a lot of Guinness World Records that don't actually meet the criteria of being a record because as a company that makes a business off you know, selling these stories and images, you know, Guinness will do some curating, let's call it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There are less nice words. I, I'll, I'll go with curating right now. That they they curate some of their records. <laughs> I see. But when it, yeah, so when it, the whole thing is like you can literally go to Guinness and say I've got the world record, and they'll say we don't care. You don't have a Guinness world record. Right. Do you want a Guinness world record? It's it's how they exercise control over the brand. Like I to an extent, I understand it as a business practice. 
but you know, it's sort of a pure record idea, it's, it's a little bit weird. Uh, so get us certified, my heaviest weight lifted with pierced earlobes and then helicopter spun, which is a signature act that, as far as I can tell, is the, uh, in the 90s, I was the first person to do. Like there have been pierced weightlifters going back for centuries, right. but actually whirling around with it takes it to you know a, another level. It adds a right. whole new element of force and direction and pull and strain. And so, and plus it was just, it was my way, it's, it's my cherry on top of the act, right? It, it, it was yeah. my way of like, you know, you might see somebody lift something heavier, but you'll never see them whip around and spin kinetically and frenzied like this. It's, it's showmanship. I think it makes the act better when, when they do it. And, and I've, been lucky, I've been lucky enough that a lot of people have actually respected it in, in their Pierce weightlifting act that they don't do that. Like people know that like, you know, spinning is, is one of Lizard Man's things. Right. It, it, it's it's like you said it's showmanship and it's also um i don't know how you feel about it but as a as a as someone watching it it's scary as hell <laughs> right that's the idea it's to, it's to impart the fear to you and for me performing I, I believe that one of the key elements to why sideshow in particular works as a genre is that everything we do creates a visceral feeling yes. an empathetic feeling in the audience right. when someone lays on a bed of nails your back tingles when someone jumps on broken glass your feet hurt right. you know when someone's on fire you feel the heat as well you yeah everything we do is is outland is at an outlandish level but has a feeling that someone can relate to right like, snap a mousetrap on your tongue somebody who's had one snapped on their finger goes oh wow i get yeah. it Right. Um, and you know what? Um, for the people that are listening that, that have seen the, the sideshows and the freak shows and all that, that think it's all bullshit. Oh, I should have said that. Sorry, Lee. Got to edit that. Um, honestly, I thought there's tricks to some of this stuff. And I know some things, there's, you know, it just there's illusions and then there's actual things that you do that could kill you. And. And it's like honestly, when we dumb things in the smartest possible way, like yeah, it's all real. But there's there is some technique involved that takes it from you're gonna get badly hurt and die to okay, I can live with this. Right. Well, when I um, there's one stunt in particular that I never really you know paid attention to how people do it. I just see it done and I'd be like, man, how do they do that without shredding their hands? walking right. on the glass like shorty does right. with his hands and i'm like yeah, or, or, or your feet right like I, or yeah one of the worst injuries i've ever had in my career was jumping up and down on broken glass i almost sliced my heel off yeah <laughs> well it, it resulted in my foot bleeding so badly it was at that point jumping on the glass was like the second or third act in my show and my show was about 90 minutes long, my solo show. Mm-hmm. So somewhere around the 20-minute mark, I cut my foot open really badly. I did the entire rest of the show, and it was the only time that people were freaked out and grossed out, not by the acts I was doing, but by <laughs> all the blood on the stage. <laughs> it actually cost me two grand to have a to have a proper you know bio mess cleanup of that stage. Wow. I spent more I spent more fixing the venue after bleeding all over it than I got paid for the gig. Wow. Okay, yeah. So what I was saying about uh, the glass uh, mm-hmm. stunt is when I first met uh, you guys with the hell hell's a poppin side show side show 
circus or circus sideshow um i was watching him do the glass and I, it made me think i wonder it ha- there has to be a gimmick because if i did that my hands would be shredded and then the next time i saw you guys i forget where that where or how long it was after that i was paying attention to it and i thought man there can't be a gimmick with that and then you know backstage you know i i I'd, i saw him sitting there picking some glass out of his hand <laughs> and i'm like dang man that that's not a gimmick <laughs> and, and the other thing too is that you, you gotta remember like with, with shorty because he walks on his hands right, right. if you, anyone who's ever met shorty and ever shook his hand knows that his hand is not like your hand or my hand right like, there there's old school like iron workers and bricklayers and masons were like no that guy has tough hands right right yeah like shorty's hands are insane they, they bear all his weight they're callous they are strong like his his life has conditioned his hands to be able to do it much the same way that you know i conditioned my feet in you know well or my feet became conditioned in good for glass walking because when i was younger i was running barefoot on gravel and doing stuff like that for martial arts training and yeah. so I have very thick, tough calluses on my feet, which help protect me a little bit from the glass. Right. You know, it's, again, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a trick or a secret. It's a hey, if you want, you build up to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's and, and it is a process that you build up to. You know, uh, it's there's a lot of physical corollaries. Like if you were to take up uh, pro wrestling or gymnastics, right? You learn to fall. Now, the first time you throw yourself onto your back, even on a mat, it knocks the wind out of you, and you're like, oh god. Right. But you keep doing it and you toughen up. Eventually, you're doing it with no mat and you think it's nothing. But you got to remember that first day, it was really rough. You know? And right. I've seen people with, you know, quote unquote, normal feet try to walk on glass. And, you know, if it's their foot or hot coals or whatever it might be. And yeah, in the beginning, it's rough. And just like, you know, working out the first time, the next day you're sore or whatever. Yeah, you, you've got to build up to it. Right. Well, they're, they're, you know, like you said, some of them are there. There's the, the the trick way and the real way. Yeah, and with, so. with glass, like when you see a magician do something with broken glass, normally what's happened there is the glass that they're using has been prepared. Yeah, it's, you can tumble glass and you can smooth it down to where it still looks like broken glass from a distance. Right. But if you get up close and actually inspect it, you'll see that there are no sharp edges. It's actually yeah. more like a polished stone. Or, but, and, or they're using... Or they're using breakaway glass. Well, and breakaway, that, that's the play. Everybody thinks that, that breakaway glass, that shit's worse. Yeah. It's, well, it, honestly, it, 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 it's, 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 it really is worse for crunching on. And uh-huh. it's, it's, if you're talking about like the movie models, you break over your head. Like, yeah. that doesn't hurt you there because that's the breaking of it. Right. But the shards, the shards that are left over from that are, actually, are usually thinner and sharper than the ones you get from a real glass bottle that is thicker and denser. Right. The way that the way that you fake glass is like I was saying, you polish it down smooth and you keep it at a distance and you don't let people handle it. Right. The reason that we break the glass on stage is to show that it has to be real. Right. right? It, you yeah. bring it out, you break it was broken right there. Like we don't whisk it backstage and polish it up real quick. You can't do it that fast. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, so it, it happens right there in front of you. That's in, you know the technical term for that is is a convincer. Right. A, a convincer is anything you do during an act to prove that it's real. Mm-hmm. Magicians use convincers to make you think it's real by distracting you from another aspect of it. Uh-huh. Sideshow performers use convincers to show that we're not doing an illusion. Right. To show that it has to be real. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, that's that's one thing I did notice. Though it was, you know, you brought the tray out with the broken glass in it, but you broke it up with a hammer some more just to show that, you know, right. this is freshly yeah, the, the broken. Only, the only reason that the only reason that we bring glass out, like I, in my shows, I used to break all the glass. I'd start off with you know a whole bunch of empty beer bottles, break them all, and put them out there. But it, it's time consuming, right? There's, right. There's, there's, this is entertainment. There's pacing to be considered. Right. So we don't want to have to stand there for two minutes smashing up an entire, you know, you case worth of beer bottles to have enough glass. Right. We, we just want to come out and be like, look, this glass is real. But if you don't believe us, we're going to break these two right here, right now, and throw that on top of it. Just so you know, it's it's all the same. It's just. We've edited it, that edited the process down to breaking six of the bottles backstage so that the show flows properly. Right. Preparation, when all that, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm records and Guinness World Records is that prior to that, Guinness had awarded someone the record for the heaviest weight lifted with pierced earlobes that was far less than what I had been doing for 20 years at that point. Like, it was a well-known thing. All you would have had to have done was Googled it, and you would have seen that their record was less than half the weight I did in my show. You right. know, that I, and it's not my maximum. That's something that I could do, you know, dozens of times in a day in a grind show versus my actual maximum lift weight. So there, there are world records that I had and still have, and then there are the ones that are certified by Guinness. Right. Uh, in terms of Guinness, additionally, I was, I've taken part in some group records, like some group sword swallows and things like that, that have... Uh, that again some were certified some weren't um but all were records so do you have like if i went out and bought a a, a new guinness book of records to look at would would you so you would be in there for your I, it, lift and spin or would you be I, mentioned other times because of other group things now, in the, if you if you were to get a guinness book of world's records you know one of the recent ones or a new one that comes out Editorially, they you know they change the content to kind of keep it fresh, uh-huh. and they don't just they don't just update the records. They pick which ones they're going to feature, like uh-huh. which ones just get, which ones get a listing, just text, which ones get pictures, etc. Right. So if if it's a Guinness book, the only one they're going to have me in there for is uh, is the lifted and spun record. Okay. Uh, with, with Ripley's books, I end up being in almost all of them, one way or another, for for basically everything but yeah those books vary in what they put in their content by what they think is going to sell they, you know they do <clears throat> again it, it's a business right 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 they're they're not in this to be record keepers they're in this to sell books <laughs> All right, thank you, Scott, for part two. I think they might have had a little audio difficulty is why it was cut off so abruptly. I know right at the end there, there was a lot of static, and I had to edit that out. But nonetheless, that was a great interview, and thank you again, and looking forward to the next one. Looking forward to having you back in the studio. That would be great. Okay, one more. Going to kick it back up a notch before we... A notch? I just can't speak anymore. Estral Projection by Downpour.
Okay, and now back to business. Dakota Rifle, lead investigator of Night Hunters Paranormal. Let's get him on the phone right now. Hello? Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Dakota Rifle, guys. Um, lead investigator from Night Hunters Paranormal in West Virginia. Hometown of my good buddies, right? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Got a delay going on here. Yeah. It's probably my internet. Where I live, we don't really have very good internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, that happens. You know, we have to deal with that, too. So, right off the bat, when did you... Well... Let's do this. When did you start? When did you think you wanted to be involved in the paranormal? All right. So about whenever I was 10 years old, I was always watching shows like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures. Okay. Shows like that. And I always had a major interest in what they did. Okay. And as I grew older, I kept having more experiences seeing stuff in my grandma's house. Okay. And Whenever I got about 16, I got a job with my brother, Dylan, which he is the team leader for Night Hunters. And we were okay. at work one okay. day. We decided we'll just save up a little bit of money. We'll get us some equipment. And we pretty much went from there. And we started out using our phones as EVP recorders. We had a K2 meter. Right. We had a spirit box. Right. And... The first couple times we went, we really never got nothing. Yeah. So it kind of just piqued my interest seeing that you can talk to people and hear other people's stories when they're actually not here with you. Right. Now, you said you started out with using your cell phone, so evidently it's, um, I'm going to say you're probably a lot younger than I am. So, I'm, I mean, maybe in your 30s, if, if not younger. I'm 20. I'm getting ready to be 22 Sunday. <laughs> there, there you go. Okay, yeah. Um, not a big fan of uh, the phone apps, but you know some people say they do work, and that's cool. If you know you get results, you get results, right? Yes. Yeah. What's your your preferred piece of equipment that you have now? After all is said and done, after you've been to all, the K2, the 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 uh, SP7, SP11, the uh, whatever. Have you found over all these years that works best for you? In my opinion, my favorite piece of equipment is probably, and a lot of people, I don't know how they feel about it, but I'd rather stay old fashioned and use EVP recorders instead of using the spirit boxes. Right. Because you can actually, at that time, you don't know what they're going to say, you don't know if you caught anything. It's just that thrill of being able, when you go back through your evidence and hear something right. on it that you didn't know was there, that's what gives me the rush of it. Absolutely. I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, we use the old, uh, I don't know if, if you know, if you're familiar with this, the old uh, mini cassettes back in the day. Oh, I'm, yes. I, I know oh, what you're talking about. Oh, yes. I love those, but you can't transfer those very easily to your computer to amplify right? And RCA recorders, um, Olympus and all that kind of thing, those are great digital recorders. Love those. Yeah. Absolutely. I love have those. Olympus that you do. I use. Okay. So that would be your go-to. And yeah, your... it is. My brother usually, when he is with me, uh, he uses a spirit box more than anything. And we have a real-time EVP recorder, too, where... I'll ha Are you familiar with them? Yes. 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brother, that, that is probably our other most used piece of equipment we have. Yeah. Because we've went to so many places in the last year yeah. since we have got it from our good buddy. Yeah. And it just blew my mind hearing some of the stuff we've got. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? it, it you know, some things... You can't explain away, especially the things that you hear on TV. I'm going to say it. I don't care who thinks what ghost adventures. You know, you hear a, a thump and it's, uh, there's, ooh, they said something. No, that's not true. That doesn't work that way. To me, anyway. To, to, to our team. Um, but, yeah, I love the fact that you can actually get, in some cases, some kind of feedback in certain locations. And I agree with you 100%. I love that. My go-to is a good old still camera. You know what I mean? Still shot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And to get on the subject of how you were saying about ghost adventures. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And I'll, just <laughs> yeah. Say, I'll say it, too. Uh, after doing this for about six years now. Yeah. Going out and for the people that... Or like just watching your show for the first time or whatever. Yeah. When they see this. Right. I'll say, you're not going to go out every time like Ghost Adventures does and always catch evidence. No, you're not. I mean, and first of all, it is a, a, a TV show and it is for ratings. So they have to do that. I mean, that's, you know, that's the way it is. You know, it's ratings, right? And I can tell you from experience... Me and my brother, where we're from, we are from Western West Virginia. I'm sure you've heard of Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Oh yeah, I mean my uh, my boys there, the Ames team, uh, Mountain Monsters are, are from there, or some of some of them are from from there. I mean, oh we, yeah, we do uh, do their merch and that, that kind of thing for them when we can. Now we can't do shit with this COVID, but yeah, yeah. Well, I understand. Yeah. I've, Actually got to meet Law Bill quite a few times around where I used to live. He's awesome. I love him. <laughs> he, he, he takes getting used to though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love him to death. I was fishing one day and got to meet him, and I'll tell you, he's probably one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, like like I was saying, there's a place that me and my brother used to go. We haven't been there in about. A year and a half since I moved. Yeah. I'm currently living like right on the outskirts of Kentucky in West Virginia now. Okay. But back home towards Trans Allegheny, yep. there's a place called the St. Bernard's Church. Yeah. Most people that are from around the area call it Loveberry. Okay. And this church, it has a pretty long history, but I'll just kind of go into just a short view of the details. Okay. There was a, the former preacher was said to have killed himself there. Oh. And okay. it went against the religion. So well, yeah. his tombstone's right against the gate there, and his body said to be buried on the outside. Yeah, because that's, yeah, they won't bury, like a witch, they won't bury a witch on sacred ground either. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we have been there, I can tell you, probably 40 times. And. That he is probably the only spirit in that cemetery that we haven't actually connected with. So I'm starting to believe that his body's not even there. Right. Have you tried it but, on the outside of, of the uh, fence? Yeah, we've even we've walked around the whole outside of it. 
and everything. We haven't ever caught his voice, caught anything saying his name or nothing. Really? Hmm. Yeah, and it kind of blows my mind, too. Well, was that kind of, uh, um, I'll just say it, legend behind that cemetery, you would think you would catch something, right? Oh, yeah. That's that's what I thought when we went there the first few times. Uh, we tried over and over to try to make contact with them. We even took screenshots of the story that's online about it and read it off and asked them if it was true. He yeah. didn't respond to it. But the other preacher that is buried there, Thomas Quirk, mm -hmm. he has probably been the most friendly and communicative spirit that we have ever came in contact with. So you have gotten EVPs from there on your recorder? Oh, man, when I tell you, yeah. it goes so far more than EVPs. We oh, very cool. full body apparitions. We have been right beside the church and heard something growl with our own ears right and it, it sounded like something came storming towards us now that's kind of bizarre though i mean if if you're getting an evp from a man of the cloth at the same time you're hearing a growl that'll kind of uh, that, well, that should raise a red flag right yeah well this is what happened the night that we heard the growl it was me my brother our good friend Robbie and my cousin Nick was there. Okay. We were, we were just kind of walking around the cemetery doing our thing, just kind of doing K2 sweeps and using the spirit box a little bit. Yeah. Robbie, at the time, he still owned the real top, and he was walking up near the church because he's an empath, and he kept saying, I feel something right here. Okay. I, I feel like a dark energy right in the middle. And... About that time, we both kind of turned and looked towards the church. And about that time, that's when that growl came. Okay. And it was so loud, it sounded like it shook our ears. Okay. Well, I'm sure it was dead quiet in the cemetery anyway, though, right? Oh, yeah. It, it was dead quiet. Like, yeah. every time we've been up there, the only thing we've ever heard is coyotes in the distance. Right. Very cool. So, you, you would classify that as the one in investigation that really got to you the most, right? The most, yes, I would. That, the most that. memorable. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And that was what cemetery was it? Which go ahead and say it. it uh, Loveberry Cemetery. And that's in West Virginia. Yes, it is in Copley, West Virginia. Copley, West Virginia. So, and uh, you guys don't have the laws there like we do here in Indiana. If you get caught. In a cemetery at night, you get busted. <laughs> no, it didn't used to be that way, but it is. It is. It is now. Yeah. Yeah. See, here recently, when we were up there doing investigations, you could come up there. But here recently, people have been going up there vandalizing stuff. Absolutely. So since then, and they ruined then, it. We haven't been up there. We're not taking no risk of getting anyone in trouble. Right. And yeah, people have ruined. A lot of things for a lot of people and that, that's sad oh, yeah. that's the way it is and that's i i can't don't get me started because i'll go on and we're running out of time as it is okay oh, I know. so you've your number one your go-to which my buddy um one of our team members is not with us anymore um dustin coffee his number one was the digital recorder 
and we got a lot of great stuff on on those number two oh, yeah. and number two uh, Michelle is a fanatic of the K2 and it only seems to work for her you know what I mean I mean oh yeah my brother seems like he's the only one that can get ours to work right and it's amazing to me I can give it to her and it'll go nuts give it back to me I get nothing you know what I mean <laughs> oh well oh yeah yeah <laughs> but your brother Dylan Robinson, is that right? Yes, sir. That is your brother. Okay, so maybe we can, if you guys want to, have you both on, and let's talk about some real in-depth stories that you that all you right. guys have had. Would that be cool to you? You think you think it'd be all right with that? Yeah, he would. Okay, I would love to do that. Still got nine yeah. minutes. We got. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, uh, me and my brother can tell you some crazy stories. We want to hear them. That's why. <laughs> that's why we called you. Yeah. We want to hear all those crazy stories because I kind of half believe and I kind of half don't. I'm I'm the guy yeah. I'm of rip of, of rural Indiana paranormal. I I want to believe some things I've seen. I'm kind of on on the fence on you know that kind of thing, but I love it. Yeah, and I, I'm staying completely. Well, do you have any questions you'd like to ask me? Anything oh, else? well, what what I was saying was um we've we, we've got your start. Uh, your preferred equipment is the uh, digital recorder, right? And the yes. one we just talked about was the one that scared you the most, I guess. Yeah. You sure? Nothing sent yes. you running? Nothing has ever sent you running <laughs> in the opposite direction? Um, well, it really didn't send me running, but... Everybody else? Um, yeah. It scared fear into my cousin, if you want to say that. It didn't really affect me. It affected my cousin right. really, really bad. And seeing that, it kind of just made me believe a completely different uh, i'm not sure how to word it that there's stuff out there that can actually physically harm you yeah okay do you think are you like like i am do you think it's not necessarily all the time the place but maybe the person that's haunted um, i will go into that with you uh sometimes yes i have I kind of have abilities myself, so okay. I can kind of sense bad energy coming off of people. Okay, yeah. And my cousin is not one of the people I get bad energy from. Right. He has always been like a believer in God and everything like that. There's nothing wrong and, with that, you know. Hey, perfect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. And I've never got no bad vibes from him, but there has been quite a few people I've been around. I've got some vibes off of. I'll tell you, it, it kind of scares me. Right. But now, yes, do you, do you, do you think agree. do you think they realize that, or they have no clue? They're just they have some kind of attachment or something to them that they have no idea. It's just they're, well, they're oblivious. There, there's to it. a few people that I know for a fact they have something bad with them. Yeah. Because they've even told us they've done stuff, but they try to make it out to be that they don't know. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's one. That's crazy. I do want to get you and your brother back on here, and let's talk about some of your experiences and your investigations that that really come to the forefront in oh, your mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? We would love that. I would love that. That would be great. I'm sure our fucking. I, I'm sorry. Oops. I'm gonna have to bleep that up. <laughs> sorry. I'm sure our. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure our uh, listeners will like that too one more thing before we get out of here where can we find you oh well 
No. First, what are your plans for the future? Well, as of right now, I am currently in a situation where I am taking care of my three-month-old uh, son right now. Congratulations. That's, that's great. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mine's, mine's, 18, and, and, mine's 18 and hates me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. But uh, anyway, my plans, my brother is supposed to be coming back up here when the weather gets a little bit better. And right. we're going to try to do more investigating in 2021 than we did got to do this year due to all this COVID. Yes. It kind of ruined our big plans for it, this year. It runs everything. It runs everyone's plan. That's why I was asking, what are your plans for the future? And you say your father is coming up. Does he do investigations with you? Uh, my brother. Oh, I thought you said your father. I'm sorry. Good no, Lord. my brother. Okay, yeah. I'm old. I can't hear. Yeah. Okay, your brother. And that is? Dylan Robinson. Dylan Robinson, the guy we can have back on the show with you. That'll be great. That'll be fun. Awesome. Yes, sir. Is he the oldest or the youngest? Uh, he is older than me. He is older than you, so he's gonna. he might uh, make it a little fun of you. I don't know. It'll be fun. It'll be a great show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And you can be found on your Facebook page. You, you guys don't have a website, right? No, we do not. As you know. of right now, we don't have a website. We're going to try to get one set up pretty soon. Okay. But you do have the Facebook page. I've been there, and I've seen it, and it's really cool. I love the... Uh, you've got a photo on there, the one that I put on the um, ad. It looks similar yes. to... Um, uh, what is it? What do we have around here? Hell's Gate. The uh, underpass with the lights going through. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's really cool. Real quick, what was that about? Um, well, I'd have to look real quick and see which picture you're talking about. Well, it's it's like a um, it's a it looks like a dirt road, and there's a light shining down it, down the over. It's like an overpass, underpass, if you know what that is. You know what I mean? And yeah. I yeah, and very intriguing. I don't know if it was a trick of light, if there was, if it was foggy that night or whatever, but I like that photo oh, a lot. Yes, I see the picture you're talking about. That is actually called Flinderation Tunnel. Okay, give me a little little, little info on that. All right, uh, Flinderation Tunnel is located in Salem, West Virginia, mm -hmm. and the, the story behind it, I'll go through it real quick. There was apparently three people that were killed by a train in there whenever mm. the tracks were actually still in there and it was working. And, well, whenever you, if y'all get to have me and my brother back on the show, we will. we'll tell you some stories about what we have caught in there and it'll blow some people's minds. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it will. I mean, I love that that mist that goes through there. And was there someone oh, yeah. was there someone at the other end with a flashlight? Is that one there's that little bowl? Uh actually I think that was one investigation where my brother was there by himself okay. with some other members. Okay. But I'll have to check with him and get back to you on that. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, well I appreciate you coming on, Matt, and I know it was really short, but you know, we're running out of time and we're trying to get as many people on here and as get their info out there as 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 much as we can. And I appreciate that. And I we will and we will we will have you back. I want you and your brother back on here and we're gonna talk about your stories and we're gonna do it like We'll do 45 minutes on it, if, if we can, if you want to. All right, that is perfect with me. I will let my brother know. I appreciate you guys letting me come on so much. Oh, man, we, we love to have you. All right, Dakota Rifle, and the next time we talk to him, we're going to have his, his older brother, Dylan. All right? Yes, 
Yes, sir. Have a good night, buddy. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. No problem. Bye, sir. Bye. Hey, this is Lee. If you missed tonight's show or any other show, you can always check them out in the archives on the Para-X Radio Network 
or you can go to our website and click on any of your favorite apps. This is the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.